KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Healthcare is a constant topic and really a constant concern in our society, specifically the price of health care. Now, there is a lot of uncertainty surrounding the health care system. The Affordable Care Act is under constant assault. And now there are some changes proposed for Medicare in 2021 that could have an effect on you. And a lot of doctors are speaking out against these changes. Two of them, doctors that were featured on the Netflix documentary series, Lenox Hill. They are Dr. David Langer, chair of neurosurgery at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York, and Dr. John Bookbar. He's the vice chair of neurosurgery and director of the Brain Tumors Center at Lenox Hill. Had the chance to talk with both doctors, find out more about what is on the table and why they are so concerned. Give a listen. All right, so, John, I'll start with you. Can you just kind of explain what these proposed cuts are that are on the table? Because I'll be honest, as someone who follows the news, I wasn't that aware that that this was something that was coming down the pike or proposed to come down the pike. Absolutely, and uh, thanks again for having us on. I think uh, this is an important uh, discussion that we're having, Matt, so thank you. Essentially what it comes down to is, Come January 1st of 2021, the Medicare physician fee schedule, which is proposed by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, is, uh, has announced that surgeons' um, Medicare payments will be cut by up to 10% depending upon the surgical subspecialty. And that means for every office visit, for example, that I see as a neurosurgeon, of a Medicare patient, the reimbursement for that visit will be cut up to 10%. And the rationale for this is something called the Budget Neutrality Act, that if you pay for something, whether it's COVID-related or improvements in telehealth, you have to cut something. And of course, uh, as you'll hear today, cutting in the time of COVID for healthcare makes no sense whatsoever. And so that's what the uh, Surgical Care Coalition is about. David, explain to me what these cuts would mean as far as decisions you'll have to make, procedures you'll have to do. What would it mean day to day? How would it change things? Well, first I want to go, we, our department was set up to avoid this affecting us. You know, luckily for us, our structure is we don't get paid to operate. We're salaried. So, I knew when John and I started this department, we knew that these sorts of things create problems for physicians. Now, we're full-time employees of a health system, so our salaries come from the budget of the entire health system. We're not beholden to the individual variabilities to -to year-to-year reimbursement for a specific procedure, but the vast majority of surgeons don't have that luxury. Uh, You know, 90% of surgeons are not reimbursed this way. And most surgeons are working for themselves. They're in private practice. They're in, even if they work for a larger hospital, they're still basically paid out of their, out of their collections. And what, what ends up happening is, you know, you're exposed to, you have to pay for your overhead. So you have to pay for your malpractice. There's no discount on malpractice insurance. There's no, nobody's asking, there's no discount on the nurse you have to pay. There's no discount on you know, the, the rent, the real estate that you're renting for your office or the equipment you have to purchase, no one's giving you a 10%, making you pay 10% less for that. And so because the government dictates our pay, not the patient, 
it's that's what makes it the disconnection is that there's a third party payer. And when you have a government paying the money, there's nothing you can do. There's, you can't negotiate. You can't say, well, I'm the best at this and the patient should pay more because I'm the best or pay less because I'm the worst. It's a disconnected system. And so the, the surgeons are just at the, at, the, at the mercy of whatever the government's going to pay. Because Medicare not only dictates the Medicare reimbursement for 40 million Americans, but for the rest of us who have private insurance, private insurers dictate their, their reimbursement of Medicare as well. And so ultimately, when Medicare insurance reimbursement drops, everything goes down, yet you're left with the same overhead costs. And it's going to put people out of business. It's already been difficult enough with COVID and with the this destruction of COVID. I mean, we didn't operate for two months. Now, we were protected because we were full-time. But if you're like a community general surgeon that's trying to take care of a population and weren't able to do elective surgery or orthopedic surgeon, you weren't able to, you've already taken a huge hit this year, probably a 30 or 40% drop in your revenues at the end of the year. And now you're being told, oh, by the way, thanks for, you know, being so terrific and helping us out. We're going to cut you even more by 10%. It's just, it's just, you know, an additional slap in the face of, the, of, our, of, our, of our specialty. And, and frankly, it's not a political issue. This is, no matter what side of the aisle on, unlike so many other things in our, in our world right now, this is not politics. This makes common sense. This is how you keep doctors from going bankrupt, from quitting, from being able to run their practice and take care of patients. That this is a, a, a really a, a threat to the health of our of our patient in a totally different way, way than COVID. COVID was a once in a century thing. This this is easily rem, remedied with 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 just thinking and and creative thinking, and that's that's all that's all that's basically it. So, John, to to strip it down from a patient standpoint, I guess this would lead to a make it harder to get things medical procedures done make it harder to, to pay for them, I would be paying more. Kind of uh, take me through that. Well, just to echo what David said, a recent study showed that after COVID, about one in three private surgical practices are at risk for shutting down, for closing. So particularly in rural or underserved communities, if your local surgeon has to leave or, or retire early or close down, and you're in that community and you're a Medicare patient who needs uh, her hip done, your local hip specialist is, is not going to be there anymore. So it's going to deny access to care. It's going to further uh, accelerate the closure of a lot of surgical private practices. In addition, it, the reality is, and, and like David said, we're fortunate and we serve regardless of the ability to pay. And the majority of surgeons adhere to that. But the United States has foisted upon the healthcare system a business model. And so you're, you're at the whim of, you know, in equals out or you die. And that, that goes for any business. And it, it, it's being let, you know, lived right now, particularly in the COVID era, by uh, the surgical subspecialties. So the answer to your question is it can threaten access to care for our seniors if there's further reductions like this in reimbursement. It's just the nature of, of survival for these practices. David, talk to me a little bit about what can be done to try to prevent this. People that take it that are that utilize Medicare, and as you mentioned, it kind of filters down to private insurance as well. If somebody hears this, 
what should they do to try to stop this? Look, I mean, John and I are just individuals where luckily with the Netflix show, we've gotten a lot of attention to us and we've developed, a, we have a voice, but everyone's just an individual and anybody can do something. And I think ultimately it's kind of, you know, COVID taught us that we have to care for one another and uh, that, that we have to help each other by caring, caring about each other. And I think, you know, you, you may not be sick today. You may not have a, a family member that's sick, but when it happens, you're going to want somebody to be available. Somebody who's on call answering that phone and being there for you when you need them. And if you continue to diminish resources, that's not going to happen. And so the individual should re- to think like all you need to do is look up your congressman or your senator and just say healthcare is an essential aspect to me and my family. And if we continue to cut, I'm not going to be able to get the health care that I need potentially. And if you're sick, you already know this. We don't have a perfect system. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we have many, many problems. But cutting more, they're cutting additional fees right now is just not the right time to do it. And, it, this is, and it's, it's exacerbated by what we've already been through and the additional risks of COVID having additional effects on our system going forward, which will, unlike, will undoubtedly happen. So pick up the phone, get on the web, get on Twitter, call your congressman, call your senator, Leave them, you know, there's a surgicalcare.org. You can go to surgicalcare.org. And on that website, there's a, a letter that you can sign on to. This is, this is America. We, we, we've all, we're all individually empowered by our voting and by our voice. There's something to support right now that isn't a Republican or Democratic issue. Get away from the, all the other stuff and all the, all the negativity. Make an effort to support health care for Americans. I think it's a, a good, it's, it's worth 10 minutes. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.